Hello, everyone. This is Michael Toby, and this is a short segment podcast on communication solutions leadership with a focus on reputation and crisis. Today, we're going to be talking about something that affects a business and also affects us as individuals, and it's hopefully something that we can learn from other people's mistakes and we can benefit either in a business context or a personal context, whether it be maybe in the workplace or with um, our personal relationships with like family, significant others, whatever it might be. I was looking at this article and it was talking about Boeing. As you know, they've had uh, two jets crash, uh, terrible loss of life. And uh, Boeing has sort of been skewered for their response, how they responded. And primarily it has been for a very slow response to this crisis and then very weak empathy. Matter of fact, a very short paragraph here, uh, pointing to a recent Financial Times article in which, quote, most of the criticism, unquote, of Boeing centered on its, quote, lack of response and empathy, unquote. And there's the problem. Um, Boeing was very slow to respond. So whether it's your business or in your personal life, if you're slow to respond when people are upset and they see something very big and negative happen, it doesn't matter how you see it, you have to respond quickly. You have to be prompt in that. Otherwise, people's minds run away with them and they start making assumptions about you. They might be correct or they might be incorrect. And all of a sudden, um, a lot of those will be negative. So you have to respond quickly. And Boeing was very slow. And then when they did come out, it was very robotic, mechanical, debit of feeling, and they really didn't speak to their contribution to the problem. And they spoke with very little understanding and uh, sensitivity towards uh, the families of people lost. And plus just the general public, they wanted to see that even if you didn't lose somebody. So if you're going to do empathy, you have to learn how to do this and do it well. I'm going to tell you from observation, repeated observation, so many companies, whether it be CEOs, COOs, or the people in charge of communications, uh, whether it be uh, public relations, um, uh, director of communications, whatever it is, they are just not skilled in speaking intelligently, wisely, with emotional intelligence, with empathy, and speaking the language of empathy. And there is a language of empathy if you're going to do it well. And I fully understand a lot of times um, corporate counsel um, or just even if it's not corporate companies, their attorneys are saying don't speak, you know, in this way, don't take any sort of, um, of responsibility because they're trying to limit um, uh, litigation or uh, the effectiveness of litigation. So I understand that, and that's that's a poor idea, by the way. That sort of advice. So, but you have to speak with intelligence. If you're going to open your mouth and you need to, you have to speak with empathy. Um, You have to speak to your contribution. You have to understand the suffering that people have or the negative um, experience or impact that they've experienced. Because if you do this poorly, all you're going to do is escalate conflict instead of de-escalate it. And that's what Boeing did. And they were just taking the task repeatedly on social media, uh, not only by professionals within public relations or crisis communications or crisis management, just by the news in general. And they... They didn't learn from their first mistake. They've repeated it, you know, two, three times, 
and it's just been very bad form and a very bad look, and they're still in crisis. You know, not all of it has to do with their response, but that certainly hasn't helped. So uh, something that someone said in this article that I was reading, she was a strategic communications advisor. Her name is Tanya Renson-Martin. She said that people in crisis, um, the audience, quote, is looking for caring and empathy, unquote. And then she went on to say that lawyers, quote, don't want you to do this because it might be a sign of accepting liability, unquote. All right. First of all, yes, caring and empathy. Boeing did not do it the first, second, or third time. And then when they did it, it seemed like it was forced, like, oh, we got to say this. And it didn't seem sincere. So you have to come across as sincere. You have to come across as sensitive, like a human being, you know, um, even as a corporation. And then obviously in a personal context, you have to sort of understand. We may not always understand other people's emotions and their interpretations, but we can still respond. And I've had challenges with this too in the past. If you don't understand, at least try to understand because a lot of times that will allow natural um, empathy to come out, sincere empathy. Try to seek understanding instead of just judging or uh, being offended like, oh, it's their problem. This is ridiculous. It's an overreaction. No, not for them. Um, yeah, there's a uh, fake outrage, but not usually. And in a case where uh, two planes have crashed and people's fear for their safety and they think that uh, Boeing was negligent and they're not learning from their mistakes and they're not taking accountability for their contribution and speaking to it, uh, you're not going to win that. So you have to understand caring and empathy. That's what people want. And yeah, lawyers don't want you to do this. Yeah, you can – the problem is lawyers a lot of times think we don't want you to do this because it might be a sign of accepting liability. It's not an either-or situation. You can speak with caring and empathy and still not accept liability. You can speak to what you do know happen and be honest and transparent about it because – it's going to come out in the media anyway, right? And if that's the case, if you're open to liability, you're going to be open to liability. So speak to it, what your contribution is. You know, We just need to examine this, and we're going to get back to you within the next week and give a timetable. And then get back in touch with them in the next week if that's what you said. And then say, here's what we know, how maybe we've contributed to this problem or um, – some mistakes that we've made, and then speak to, you know, how other people have been negatively affected. Do that, and you're going to benefit, and you're going to de-escalate conflict, and de-escalate the um, risk. And by that, and and by that, I mean aggression. People will be less likely to be aggressive. They'll do it less frequently. And then, in this case, in corporate. The chances of lawsuits um, – or not lawsuits, but uh, the financial judgments might be smaller overall. Now, they still might be large, but they'll be larger. Did you know in malpractice that when uh, physicians, surgeons, hospitals um, show empathy and will listen and seek understanding – that not only are there less lawsuits, I'm not saying there's an absence of lawsuits, but there's less lawsuits, but also the judgments tend to be smaller. But most of the time, um, malpractice attorneys are saying that's not a good approach or um, physicians or surgeons do not want to do that because that's not what they were trained for and then they have fear. But, um, but there is always a greater risk if you take that approach. 
Thanks so much for listening to this short segment podcast on communication solutions with a focus on reputation and crisis. This is Michael Toby. I appreciate you, and I hope you have a great day.